Successful Performer Cast, Episode 41. This is the show that interviews one full-time professional entertainer per week with the goal of inspiring and equipping those who are working to make the leap themselves. This is the Successful Performer Cast. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Successful Performer Cast, the show that interviews professional entertainers to inspire you, our listeners. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you of a few things. Be sure to pick up your free PDF show booking and debrief form that I've put together for you. It's an invaluable tool that will help you keep track of all aspects of your show and get everything you can out of it in order to improve your act and grow as a performer. Pick it up at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash booking sheet. Don't forget to visit our Facebook group where you can go and post questions and help each other out with any business challenges you might have. It's a closed group right now, so you'll have to request entry, but don't worry. I'll let you in. I promise. Find that at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash FB group. Finally, if you can think of anything I can do to improve my show, any resources you'd like to see on my website, or would like to suggest someone to interview, please drop me a line at KS at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com or hit me up on the social networks and let me know. I'm open to suggestions and feedback and have already implemented many suggestions from you guys. There is one more thing that I wanted to mention to you guys before we officially get rolling here, and that is be sure to definitely go check out the show notes page for this interview at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash Dean Hankey for some extra added value that uh, Dean is going to be providing here. So definitely go check that out, SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash Dean Hankey, D-E-A-N-H-A-N-K-E-Y. Now, let's get to the good stuff. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show a wonderful entertainer. Dean Hankey, the Dean of Success, is a magician, public speaker, author, trainer, and marketing expert out of Reno, Nevada. This guy has been successful in so much, it's hard to know just where to start. Dean has performed in casino showrooms like Harrah's, Hilton, Bally's Grand, and Peppermill, corporate engagements for top companies like IBM, Apple, Kodak, and American Express, for famous celebrities like Robin Leach and Bill Cosby, and he's been featured on a number of TV stations like ABC, NBC, CBS, BBC, Fox News, and CNN. Through his extensive performance career, he's gained tremendous insight into business and marketing techniques, which he now teaches to others to help grow their businesses and generate real-world results. Dean, I am super excited to have you on the Successful Performer Cast as a guest. Thank you for being here. Well, the pressure is on mine, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you meant pleasure, right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. All right. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get the ball rolling with a little bit of uh, inspiration here. Do you sure. have a favorite success quote or a particular mantra that you live by? Well, uh, certainly my core mantra is a, a uh, what we call our core covenant commitments. And uh, these are just several simple ideas and ideals that are guiding principles. For me, it's never leave the site of a human interaction without creating value. 
And uh, if, if, if all anybody ever does in business and in life is find more interesting, effective, and engaging ways to serve others and create value, would your business be better? Would your life be better or worse? Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Could could you give us a specific example in uh, in maybe a way you've uh, really left some uh, some good value with somebody? Or well, sure. There's uh, several ways. One, of course, is we all have some level of insight or experience or mm-hmm. or passion or something that we're so good at, even if we don't do it professionally. We may be a great mom or a a great uh, brother or sister or a great business leader or a great magician or uh, you you make the best sandwich on the planet or whatever it is that you do and you're passionate about. And you can share that insight with somebody. And, and inevitably, somebody will want to know what you have. We're in the information age. And, and what people really invest in is is this information idea. So, so for instance, if you were a business owner, let's say you were a small restaurant and you were looking to create a wow in your market share, mm-hmm. you made the best sandwich on the planet, whatever it is, but you find it hard getting people past your cash register into your business so that you can stay open. Right. So what if, what if even as simple as when people show up, you have your employees literally meet them at the door and go, you're, you're, I know who you are. They pull out their camera. They start taking pictures. They say, can I get your autograph? My gosh, you are amazing. We're so glad and honored that you're here. And I mean, almost like a paparazzi style red carpet movie celebrity experience. Now, maybe over the top, maybe not depending on your business and your situation, but would you remember that experience if you walked into that restaurant again? Yeah, I certainly would. Right. So um, let's say you're at a networking function uh, and as you're talking and engaging people and finding out about them, of course, the the rule of thumb when serving people is be more interested Mm -hmm. than interesting. You've probably heard that a million times. Right. So as you're being interested and find out about them, they, you know, they may say, oh, yeah, I'm kind of between jobs right now and I'm looking for a gig. Oh, great. Well, what do you do? Oh, you know what? I just saw an article on the Internet. Or somebody looking for somebody with your area of skill or expertise. Can I uh, get your information and I'll just send you a quick link and maybe we can connect you guys up. Mm-hmm. Really easy. I mean, it's not like you got to go out of your way to create value for people. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it certainly beats the just going around handing out business cards at a uh, at an event like that you know because then you're actually you're, you're listening you're getting feedback from people and you're trying to figure out how you can be of value to somebody right then and there right exactly and and that's a nice thing and here, here's a performer strategy that might be of value say you're again at that networking function and you find out uh, appropriately because you're more interested than interesting and you find out that they may have some potential need for what it is that you do again mm-hmm. And you're not selling, you're serving. So you're finding out more information, say, oh, you know what? Hey, I have this, I have some cool st- strategies or tips or tricks or insights or information, or whatever it is your area of expertise or passion is. I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, I'm going to write on my little business card here. I'm going to put, you know, my URL and I'm going to forward slash that. And I'm going to put Chris, mm-hmm. give me a, give me a little while, but by tomorrow this time, Go to this URL and there will be some cool free downloads just for you. 
that will be about what we talked about, some value-added report or insight or video or link share or whatever it is. So now they're going to a custom URL, which, mm-hmm. by the way, is pretty simple to do. Most of the world, you know, over 65% of the world is on WordPress. Yes. And which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the nice thing about WordPress is so easy to duplicate a page. So I can I can go go home, sit down in front of the thing and copy a page that I have created for somebody or, you know, and then make a new forward slash, you know, so it'd be the Dean of success forward slash Chris. Right. Or whatever. Or, you know, um, you know, successful performer cast or whatever it is. And then there, then when people go to that place, there would be, again, whatever I promised them, whether it was a useful tool or a, a link to an article or uh, a connection or a, a video maybe that I created for them or whatever it is that would be of value that I've already discussed. Super easy to do. Can you imagine the impact? I, I'd imagine it would be huge because it's, it's customized for mm-hmm. the person you just met. Exactly right. Exactly right. And, and you don't have to have new, new business cards printed. Right. You just put, you just handwrite forward slash, you know, you probably have your URL, your website address on your, on your business card mm-hmm. and you put forward slash. I, I specifically leave a space for this strategy, but perform forward slash and then successful performer cast or Chris or whatever it is. Uh, and I have a couple of generic ones too, you know, so I, you know, I might put uh, networking gifts. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to run somebody who might might need that tool, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and and with with WordPress, I mean, it's it's super easy just to just to do that. Um, and super. yeah, <laughs> super. And believe me, when I say super easy, because I am a professional techno boob. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, technology is a foreign language for me. I'm I'm of the age where it's certainly a second language. Um, I wasn't raised uh, suckling a, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a uh, joystick for a Nintendo system or anything like that, you know. So it's still a second language for me. So if I can do it, I promise you, anybody can. Awesome. Dean, could you talk about how you transitioned into performing full-time? How did that play out for you? Sure. Um, well, it's interesting because I never sort of, wasn't a performer. Now, of course, when you're five years old, you don't have to make much of a living, thank goodness, for mom and dad. Yes, amen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I got uh, the proverbial magic kit when I was five and, and um, you know, started performing uh, for the neighborhood kids on our porch and charged them a nickel and then a quarter, then up and up and up and up and on mm-hmm. and uh, began to do anything and everything except in-home family entertainment. I was never a big fan kids birthday party guy maybe did you know 20 of those kinds of events in my entire life and those were usually in my later years as a result of me doing a trade show or a corporate event or a something for somebody and said oh my kids uh, you know turning eight and I say great let me refer you to a professional mm-hmm. <laughs> and they go no we've had you and I said well do you trust me? And they go, yeah. I say, great, let me find somebody for you. <laughs> and uh, you usually they would insist say well so I'd end up doing their birthday party. And, you know, of course, I had to charge them $3,000 to do the doggone thing because I wasn't fully prepared. I have the immense respect for in-home family professionals because, you know, I'm too much of a kid to get anything done. We get into more trouble 
together than we would ever get done as a birthday party performer. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, you know, and because I wanted to provide a reputable product, I had to learn how to do, you know, the, the coloring book and, uh, you know, all the other cool, fun stuff that, and not that, you know, I didn't know what was good or bad. I had to create a show just for that one situation. And I mean, it went great and all that stuff, but wasn't my bailiwick. So anyway, so I, I produced and performed and did theme parks and shopping malls and stuff. And I produced my very first theme park show when I was 12 years old, believe it or not. Parents were incredibly supportive. Yeah. <laughs> and um, did a, uh, you know, a themed costumed style show for a small park called Happy Hollow Park and Baby Zoo in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, did a great show, worked there for the entire summer. Uh, did three to six shows a day or as many as I could do, frankly. I mean, they were scheduled, but, uh, you know, they said, well, you can do one or two shows. No, uh, let me do five or six, you know, because if you're going to be there, what's the point of sitting around twiddling your thumbs? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, fairs, festivals, uh, you know, whatever, you know, as a GP or general practitioner, pretty much do anything and everything you could. And uh, moved out when I was 16, living on my own, making my living as a full-time professional performer since I was 16. So I never had to make the quote unquote transition. I got to grow up in magic as I was actually growing up. So I got to make all those mistakes. You know, we tell people find a place to be bad, right? So I got to do that as I was literally growing up. So I I haven't had the experience of, you know, walking away from my nine to fiver or, uh, you know, having to quit my job and make myself make a living because I, you know, I don't, I got fired from my job or any of those kinds of things. So I don't know how unique that is to, to your audience, but, um, you know, there it is. So <laughs> yeah. now how, how were you, how were you, were you getting business back then? I mean, was it just from being seen? Were you actually out trying to create opportunities? Yeah. You know, interestingly enough, my core strategy was, just be seen, be good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wasn't a marketing genius by any stress of the imagination. I just, I just loved what I was doing, and people had a good time at my, my programs. And I was a strong commercial performer. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I'm not a magician's magician by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working at the Magic House alongside of Franz Ferrari, and I'm doing zigzag and crystal casket, and he's making planes up here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, literally on that, on that, on the on the uh, palace stage, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty insane. Um, but you know, consistently, people would come up to me and say, "Hey, that's that's fun. That was interesting. I had a great time." And um, and 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 so it wasn't it wasn't about being the best magician, although I, I still strive to be a, a, a good, better and best magician. Of course. But it's, you know, figured out a long time ago that people don't pay for good magic. They pay to be transformed. They pay to be entertained. They be paid to be, you know, given a mental vacation or whatever it is that you're providing for them. And it wasn't always, uh, you know, like every performer or every person's life. It was a roller coaster. There was, you know, when I was a kid that didn't have to make much of a living. And even when I was a, a young person working in theme parks and shopping malls and, you know, corporate events and things like that, moving out on my own, then, you know, promptly fell into homelessness, you know, around my 20s. So, um, 
you wow. know, so it's again, you know, it's it's up and down. Yeah, and then yeah. of course figured out that that's really a great lesson. Mm -hmm. I encourage everybody to be homeless for a while. And I and I say that facetiously to some degree, but right. until you really know what's important and what you don't want, it's pretty hard to define distinctively what you do want sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's that yeah. rock bottom that that propelled me to to do what I'm doing and have done over the last, you know, 40 years. Right, right. So how did you how did you climb out of that then? Is is that when you discovered you actually needed to to learn about marketing and stuff like that or I you know, I kind of always had this weird twisted insight. I think I knew very even very young without knowing it that that show business was a double-edged sword yeah. and you had to sharpen both sides of the sword to the degree that, you know, obviously you got to kind of tell them to sell them. If people don't know you're there, it doesn't matter how cool, how interesting, how engaging, how entertaining your program is. If nobody knows you exist, then you're not going to get work. Mm-hmm. So, and again, my core strategy was simply just doing it wherever and whenever I could. I, I didn't understand the, the word no. And so I just, I did performances whenever and wherever I could. And so I got seen and so I got referrals and it was almost all word of mouth, technically speaking. And then I fell in love with, the idea of working and um, as a part of that homelessness experience, yes, I did hone and sharpen and kind of reaffirm my commitment to the business side of show. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided that it was no fun living on a McDonald's diet of of hot, free hot water, free ketchup, and free at that time, free. Uh, saltine crackers making, of course, the most loveliest of meals called uh, free tomato soup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yep. So, oh, uh, man. <laughs> and I had just moved, so I didn't have that word-of-mouth relationship. I had moved from my home in Northern California to Southern California, lived two blocks from the Magic Castle. Mm-hmm. So uh, I spent a lot of time at the castle uh, during the day in the library just learning and studying and learning and studying and hanging out with you know, all the folks that we know, love and trust and, and interviewing and talking and just, you know, casual conversation it wasn't a formal interview, but, you know, saying, Hey, what are you doing? How do you do it? And, and most of them honestly didn't, didn't know either. You know, they were just getting gigs whenever they got gigs and stuff like that. And so I figured out that if I'm really do this for a living, that I'm going to have to become a business aficionado. And so, yeah, that was definitely a, a, a re- reinvigorated trigger for for understanding and applying. You know, again, you know, when you're 20 years old, I certainly don't know it all by any stretch of the imagination. We only think we know it all, um, <laughs> which, right. of course, is potential detriment. <laughs> That's but, true. you know, one, one good thing I did have at that point was I had ears and I had twice as many ears as I had mouths. And I had the sense enough at that time for whatever reason, I don't ask me how I knew, but to listen more than I talked. And so I was just a human sponge. Um, and uh, so I, I just acquired as much knowledge and insight as I possibly could. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I, I uh, just uh, got finished uh, talking with Sean Farquhar for another right. interview, and and he uh, he uh, had a tip of the hat to that nice McDonald's uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> tomato soup as well. Sure. So Sean's brilliant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what uh, could could you pinpoint something you you were doing uh, in your business when you started th- started seeing things turn around for you? 
Yeah, you know, I would say it's almost always and inevitably it's about relationships. And if you think about your own business, and that is anybody who's listening, think about your own business and honestly think about the thing that probably produces the most significant profit-producing result in your business. And you're probably, it, ultimately, it's not going to be a direct response sales letter, a pretty website that does what it's supposed to do, yeah. a cool and clever uh you know, die cut business card and none of those things, those are tools in a toolbox, but you have to be the master craftsman. So you have to build relationships and ultimately that's the only thing that, that matters. So finding out good, better and best ways to build those relationships and then find out what they need. And if you can, and appropriately serve them with a solution. And by the way, sometimes the solution is saying, Hey, I'm not the guy. But I happen to know, here's a great DJ, here's a great band, or here's a great something that I'm not. Mm -hmm. Right, and, and that's exactly what you were doing before when you didn't want it, when, when you weren't taking the the in-house shows. Right, mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. So, um, so and so ultimately, it was just relationships, shaking hands, kissing babies, helping people get what they want. And so, I was an old-fashioned guy. I didn't get technology was not necessarily my best friend. And so I'd, uh, you know, I'd go to networking functions and I'd meet people and I'd know people. Uh, here's an example. I had uh, gotten off the cruise ships. I was supposed to be on a cruise ship for three months and I was living in Northern California. And uh, they kept me on for about 14 months um, instead of the three months I was originally contracted. I'm grateful for the work and all that stuff. But oh, yeah. in that time, um, I was all set up, ready and moving to uh, Reno, Nevada for some casino contracts. Well, so we had moved and I made arrangements with the casino to, you know, kind of postpone that, the, those contracts. And uh, so when I got off the ships, I didn't go back to Northern California. I went directly to Reno where, once again, I knew nobody except for one or two of the, the event planners slash buyers in the casinos themselves mm -hmm. who had made commitments to hire me. And at that time, um, the one contract that I had, the guy had left because it's an incredibly transient business, mm -hmm. uh, the, the management in casino industry. You know, they moved to either another industry, was posted to another industry or another hotel, another property or another area. As a matter of fact, that guy ended up in out of town in Biloxi. Mm -hmm. um, and so within two weeks – I was full-time, making a full-time professional living as a performer in town, having known and nobody. And all I did was I lived my life. I did it proactively, mind you, but sure. I lived my life talking to people, you know, as I'm checking out the groceries. Hi, what's your name? And, you know, again, I'm not selling anybody. I'm just kind of getting to know people. And I'm not a naturally outgoing guy, but because of my life and lifestyle, um, it's maybe a little bit easier for me to, you know, strike up a conversation with a stranger. But um, ultimately, I went to, to the magic shop and found out where the other magicians are. And, and um, so I went to the magic shop and I'd say, hey, do you know anybody who's looking for, you know, full time? And he goes, well, yeah, get in line. Uh, you know, <laughs> and I said, well, OK, do you know anybody, any restaurants in town? I'll just get started because, you know, when all else fails and I'm not I love good quality strolling entertainers. Mm -hmm. But you can always potentially find work as a strolling entertainer. And, um, so I went, he said, well, call my friend 
at this restaurant. So I called him up and he says, yeah, well, right now we're not looking for anybody, but call this guy. And so I called that guy and went into his restaurant and it was a family restaurant. It was the Red Robin nice. uh, and, and uh, went into the Red Robin and said, hey, you know, let's do this thing. And I gave him my presentation and said, you know, hey, let's give it a, you know, let me give you a, a taste because I could have you come to another restaurant. But until you see how it works out with you, your audience, in your environment, under your roof, with your people watching and how I interact. So I went in and I did sort of an audition, I guess, if you will. Um, because for that, for me, that strategy worked every time. Um, and so I did a, did a, you know, half hour, hours worth of stuff and they go, this is great. And, uh, because, and I'll tell you why they, they figured it out. It wasn't because I was a great magician because I didn't, even though I presented myself as a magician, I really presented myself as a solutions provider to them. Uh -huh. So in other words, Hey, you know, when you have those long waits in the lobby for people waiting again, instead of them going across the parking lot to another restaurant, let me keep them there for you. What if only one extra family stays that night? Isn't it worth it to you to have somebody like me keeping them there, keeping them happy? And then so they tell their friends, bring their friends back. If there's a, a kitchen wait, and these are all pretty standard uh, considerations when you're in the restaurant industry, right? Absolutely. So, you know, if there's a, if there's a customer service hiccup, if there's a kitchen wait, if there's a, any number of things, you know, send me in, I'll be your ambassador. I'll take care of them. And, and, and I'll do some magic too mm -hmm. kind of thing. And, um, they thought, wow, that was a great idea. And it was demonstrable in that I could prove where I would be of value to them as opposed to saying, Hire me to do tricks for your guests. Yeah. Yep. So different presentation. Right. And, and that goes back to your mantra, never leave the site of human interaction without leaving value. That's correct. That's Absolutely. exactly right. Yeah. So, exactly. Dean, we've all had them. Could you tell us about a specific business failure that you've had, something that we can all learn from? Um, well, certainly homelessness is a pretty distinct <laughs> business failure. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, we've all had setbacks. I've had contracts that have gone sideways. I've had, um, let's see, I don't know. I, well, let me tell you. Okay, here's an example. Um, I was on tour, and we were in Twin Falls, Idaho. And we were doing our, our touring production, and we were doing a series of touring dates, sponsored dates which is basically like fundraisers on a touring schedule. And um, again, creating value. So in other words, instead of saying, pay me, I'm saying, let me pay you. Yeah. So we do this fundraiser thing. So we're doing this theater date and we had a nice small theater. I think it was like 900 folks or something, you know, packed out because again, what's, you know, what else is going on in some of these small towns around the country. And so, you know, an event like that becomes more of an attraction than just, you know, there's like in Reno, you could go to any number of things. So there's lots of attraction for those discretionary dollars. And in these small towns, we were usually the attraction, which is kind of nice. So anyway, so we're doing our show. I'm hitting our mark. Pyro's going off on team. The dancers are in their mark. And I'm landing jokes as if, and I'm thinking, man, I'm on it. I promise you, you could count. And I'm not exaggerating for the sake of hyperbole. Mm -hmm. You could count the claps in this 900 seat theater, you could hear, you know, wow, like this, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm doing it, and I'm still doing, I'm still delivering, I'm still putting on my best, but you know, that it's got to throw you off, right? 
And um, so the producer comes backstage and he's walking toward me backstage after the show and everything. And we got a mild round of applause at the end. And, um, and uh, I look at him and I go, I'm sorry. I mean, I open my mouth. I go, I'm sorry. I have no idea what happened. He goes, I don't either. I've never seen them go so crazy in all my life. Can what? you stay for an extra? Yes. Can you stay for an extra? Well, so at that point, it, it may not be a financial lesson, but I learned instantly I have no right to decide how my audience is to enjoy the show. Yeah. Wow. And so once I figured that out, you know what? Not that I wasn't there to, to engage and entertain and do my best and, you know, but I was there for all of us, myself and for them, and to deliver my best solution. And also I learned a different level, a new level of engagement to reaching beyond the stage and literally grabbing people by the heart if I can. And uh, because even though, <laughs> even though it was a great response for them, I still am used to, you know, we're all used to a certain level of response, even at our worst show, yeah, you know, yeah. throw a, throw a tomato or something, you know, <laughs> just let me know you're alive. Right. Yep. And um, so I learned that it's not my job to choose how people enjoy that's just one barometer just like it's not our job you know our, the barometer the measuring stick for success is not always cash sometimes you know the rewards are are emotional spiritual relational mm -hmm. um you know intellectual and then of course financial as well because you're in business to to you know to make money as well yeah yeah wow so, and and what a takeaway too that's uh that's uh great <laughs> So uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, Dean, can you tell us about your favorite success? Uh, let's see. You know, this is kind of an odd one. It wasn't my most financially rewarding. Um, it was fine, but I'll tell you what I enjoyed the most. Way back, 1982, you know, <laughs> uh, way back when I was, I loved theme parks. And I'll tell you why I love theme parks. Because instead of like touring from town to town or going and doing a one-nighter for a corporate event or even setting up for a casino show where maybe you might doing three months to a year in one venue. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, some casino shows, you know, we would do two shows a night on the casino show. Whereas in a theme park, you got to do anywhere between five and literally 20 performances a day without having to worry about setting up props, striking the props, moving to the next location. Your costumes are already hung up. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody knows their spot. They know exactly where they're supposed to stand. Exactly. It's no new venue. Uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, pre-rehearsals and, you know, for doing one year, I did 365 days in a row without a single day off. And we were doing wow. 10 to 20 shows a day, literally 10 to 20 shows a day. Uh, five to ten full-blown production illusion shows with, um, you know, you know, fifteen to twenty dancers, maybe even thirty. I don't remember at this point. And equally as many people off stage working the deck or the tech, mm -hmm. and uh, just to be able to show up and have somebody literally help you on with your costume, and you know, not even push you out on stage and things work, and just to be able to focus on doing what you love what we got what we all got into this industry for which is to perform in front of I didn't have to market the thing i didn't have to fill the house i didn't have to promote 
all I had to do was get, get out there and do what I love to do. Yeah. You know, sing and do magic, sing and do magic, sing and do magic. So yeah. it was a, it was a lot of fun. And who who goes to a theme park? Nobody goes to a theme park to have a crappy time. Mm-hmm. So there were always great audiences. Yeah, they're they're primed to have fun. Exactly, you know, <laughs> and uh, and in the summer, of course, you're giving them quite the respite. You know, you're giving them air conditioning, which is worth its weight in gold. <laughs> that is a very good point, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, summer, which is different than than um, for us, different than uh, you know, Ferris festivals and outdoor events. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so yeah, theme parks. Odd answer, I'm sure, but. No, I mean it, it certainly makes sense because uh you you were kind of getting like the 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 five star experience of a performer. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And it was earlier on in my career so it wasn't like I was making a ton of money, but mm-hmm. certainly making more money than other kids my own age and you know stuff like that and again getting to work with, you know, Paul Osborne and uh, Doug Anderson and Gene Patrick and mm-hmm. you know Jim Finger and, and if you're in the end of the theme park industry you go oh wow really ooh ah ooh ah you know every one of those names like we know Copperfield and we know Henning and we know you know that's as familiar to the theme park businesses as a great great uh, George Pettit you know these guys are phenomenal in the industry mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. Dean could you talk a little bit about your marketing strategy these days. Yeah, actually, it, it boils down to pretty much the same. Our three core covenant commitments in, in, in my coaching programs are never leave the site of a human interaction, which, by the way, is my life as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, leverage everything. And three, if you breathe, record it. And by <laughs> I know, what's that have to do with marketing? Well, first of all, you record your shows because then you can leverage them by adding value. So in other words, somebody calls and says, hey, well, do you have a – you know, do you have something I can see? Great. No problem. I have, you know, thousands of things you can see. Um, <laughs> you know, and then, of course, then you then you get to, once again, number two, you get to leverage it. Mm-hmm. And then you get to, and then you record it. And then, then when people respond favorably to you and your programs, what do you do? Number three, you record it because I breathe. So you record it. So now you've got testimonials. Now you've got third-party endorsements, which is way more valuable way more important, way more credible, and way more persuasive than anything I could ever say in my own marketing. But if I have, you know, the reviewer for uh, Tops Magazine saying the best show I've seen in 30 years, or if I have Mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, the local newspaper or Time Magazine or wherever, one of the, you know, local news folks are just people who are coming out of an audience, obviously, saying, wow, that was great. You know, we had a great time. I never laughed so much in my entire life or whatever it was they say. Way more credible than anything we could ever say. So testimonials are probably the probably strongest tool we can use in our outbound marketing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Could you uh, give us some tips on getting testimonials? Sure. There's a lot of ways. First of all, you can ask. Most people simply forget to ask. I know we all know this, and we all say, well, I'm going to. So let me give you a strategy. As a matter of fact, I'll offer this as a free free PDF download with this interview. Awesome. Um, it's called the, the uh, Success Solutions Survey, and it's a, it's a simple one-page, double-sided survey that allows people to kind of rate you. And uh, so, you know, the first couple of questions are very specifically designed to uh, you know, just pick one, multiple choice, you know, was really great, made our party. Mm-hmm. 
was really great, had a lot of fun, was good, um, people liked it, uh, you know, was was average, uh, was good, for, but not great, or whatever, you know, and I, I encourage honest reviews and reactions, it's the only way I'm going to learn and grow. Sure, it's, yeah, and it's kind of a, yep. a report card, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very much a report card, as a matter of fact, in our restaurants, I used a uh, rack card size report card because my name is Dean. So, mm-hmm. you know, get on the Dean's list and rate us from, you know, A, B, C, D, F, you know, and, um, and that's a whole nother strategy that, uh, that would be cool to share sometime too. But um, anyway, so ultimately you get them super easy questions. And then towards the end, after you've given all, all these multi-part questions, um, and by the way, the first part of it is even good because, you know, even if, you know, U.S. Department of Labor says, even if they didn't give me a, a written testimonial, that first, that first A multiple choice question can be used as a testimonial. So it's like U.S. Department of Labor says, A, the best show we've ever seen made us laugh and, you know, pee our pants or whatever yeah. you put in that, <laughs> in that A position, right? So yes. even if they don't give you a written testimonial, boom, you've got a testimonial. Now, because of the technology, I would send. I would customize it. First of all, I put their name on it, mm-hmm. and second of all, I would customize it for testimonials I knew that I needed to add to my arsenal. So, if it was for again for the U.S. Department of Labor, I would say, you know, um, I had there things that I know that I that would look really good on a piece of paper. Had had I if I got to pick what they were going to say about me, and right. so I positioned those as the first set of four or five multiple choice option questions. So now I've got. Regardless of whatever else they say on the backside, when I give them a space to put a written testimonial, regardless of what they say, I still got a killer testimonial. Yeah. So that's a great way. And, and um, so, uh, you know, you'll see, you'll see front and back how simple it is and how it can be customized because it's a simple Word document. So very easy to customize for your own needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the back, ultimately, it says, you know, if you were, and this is the key phrase when you're asking for testimonials, if you were telling your best friend about how much fun you had at our program or whatever's appropriate positively about your program or how much you learned as a speaker, you know, whatever it is you want to sort of plant as you're asking the question. And it's a great live question too when you're doing video testimonials. If you were to tell your best friend about what a great time you had in my program tonight, what would you tell them to get them to come see my show? Which is a different question than, what'd you think? Yeah. Or did you like the show? You know, right. because it's, it's now, that's right. It, a, it's more pointed. And two, it t- puts them in a different state because here's what happens, especially if you're recording them, video or audio or however you're recording them, which I do encourage people to do is record them again because core covenant commitment number three is if you breathe, record it, right? Exactly. So, so if you're recording, because if you say, what do you think of the show? They instantly, as soon as you hold that camera up, even if it's just your cell phone, uh, they immediately go into actor mode, trying, thinking they're doing a, doing you a favor. And they go, Chris was amazing. He was the best performer we have ever had. I would recommend him to anybody for any situation. Yep. <laughs> right. And they think they're doing you a favor because they think you're saying what you want. Now, if you just ask them a question, they have to go file, dig into their file and say, what would I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to my best friend. I wouldn't go, Hey, Chris is a good performer. I would say, wow. Yeah. We had a great time. You definitely got to see this guy. 
you know, so you're asking a different question. Tony Robbins says, and I was I was a trainer for Tony for a long time as well, in okay. the midst of all this stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the quality of our questions we ask others and ourselves determines the quality of the experience or our outcome or our results. Mm-hmm. So the better questions you ask, the better answers you're going to get. So if you ask yourself or ask people, what would you tell your best friend? You're going to get a different response than what did you think of the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Could you uh, give us a couple more marketing tips that we can plug into our businesses today? Sure. Um, if we believe that phenomenally or ultimately, excuse me, relationships are really what matter, really what count, really what makes the difference. And mm-hmm. again, I think if you were to all look at your own businesses right now, regardless of the marketing, even if you generated the relationship originally from your outbound marketing and stuff like that, and again, I'm in favor. I'm a marketing fiend, so I'm not not saying marketing is not a good thing. I think it's a great thing. I think it's a must. Mm-hmm. I think it's part of our being as a performer. Um, but I also think that ultimately the goal of marketing is to produce something very specific. And for me, the goal of my marketing is to build relationships, know, like, and trust, so that people will then buy into whatever it is I have to offer. So instead of saying, book my show, I'm saying, let's get to know each other and see if there's a match here, see if Mm -hmm. there's a win, see if there's a solution that I could provide for you. And here's my promise. If I can't do it, I'll make sure that you get it by through my relationships. I have a Rolodex that would choke a horse. So I'll I'll help you get what you need. (laughs) Right? Yes, sir. And uh, so, so, and if you think about it, if we all think about our businesses, I bet that most of our business comes from some level of relationship, even if we've never met them, even if it's just an email correspondence is back and forth. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's about relationships. So, and so, so the part of the strategy is, what would you do for your best friend that you wouldn't do for a customer? Hmm. Right. So, yeah. so serve your serve as if as if you're serving your best friend because ultimately. If you're doing it right, that's what it ends up being. Is These are your best friends who also happen to pay you very, very well. And in keeping with that, so here's the strategy. Here's where I'm getting to with all that. And that is that if relationships matter and somebody sends me an inquiry for a program, they looked at my website and said, hey, I want to know more about, you know, your showbiz to grow biz, you know, speaking program or training program. Great. No problem. Immediately. I get on the computer and I record a brief, uh, you know, welcome message. And I say, hey, Chris, thanks very much for inquiring about our, you know, show business to grow business for producing rock star results and sold out success for you, your business and the people you aim to serve. Here's a quick video that will outline some of the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I, boom, edit that together real quick. But I've made this very personalized, very eyeball to eyeball that is into the camera. And I've made this personal introduction. I may even integrate your corporate logo into that custom presentation. So I'm basically making a very, very uh, personal, personalized video for you. And of that, I'm really only doing maybe 10, 15 seconds of this personalization. Mm -hmm. The rest is I'm butting it up to a video that's already been produced for that purpose because obviously they're responding to a marketing outreach. They're asking for, you know, the show business to grow business program. So I have content and say, here's, here's a PDF, here's a video, here's, you know, some other stuff, but I make a short video, very short video that says, thanks for inquiring, you know, call them by name, say, I'm excited to work with them. 
And, you know, here, have, have a look at some of the other happy, satisfied folks with testimonials and a nice little kind of quick sales promotional, less sales, more, more answering their quick question. Is he credible? Is he a likable guy? And then the rest, I, for me, again, the point of my marketing is to build relationships. So I don't, I don't try to sell them through, you know, digital means necessarily. I get them on the phone. I'll fly to Chicago and meet with them on my dime on the chance that I'm going to genuinely be able to serve them. And then ultimately in my business, serve them for life. Cause once I get a relationship in, in tow, mm-hmm. I always get to serve these people. I've worked with people 30, 40, almost 40 years, some of them. And and they're constantly recommending and referring me to their relationships. And I, these are some people that I would go to a movie with or I would yeah. go out to dinner with. or yeah. you know, And yet they still pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's a really good friend. I mean, yeah, and I absolutely. don't say that just because whether they pay me or not, like, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a business relationship that they book me maybe once every other year, sometimes once every three years. But it's worth it because not only they constantly refer me, but they pay me enough that who cares if they only book me every three years, you know, and they, an extra thirty, forty thousand dollars. I'm okay with that. Doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> uh, and and again, they refer me. And if I think of lifetime value, and this is a business phrase, L- LTF, lifetime value, or lifetime LTV, excuse me, lifetime value. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's just like, I just get to work with Bob again, Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, so I show up a little early, I give him a lecture, I, you know, what would you do for your best friend that you wouldn't do for a regular paying customer? So, uh, so, and, and if, and how many people are, how many, how, when was the last time somebody sent you a personalized video just for reaching out, just for, you know, to say, Hey, Chris, it was great to talk with you. Thank you so much. Um, Boy, what a what a what a great time we had, or whatever it was, and just kind of interject that you know you get to see their face, mm-hmm. you get to see their body, you get to see them move, you get to hear their voice, you get to isn't that way more interesting and potentially engaging than you know white letters or black letters on a white white computer screen? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody nobody's ever sent me a video like that before. <laughs> right? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I probably send more videos than I do. Uh, what I call V-mail, I probably send more V-mail than I do any kind of other, other other kind of connection or communication. You know, it's because it's, it's first of all, it's faster. And again, because I'm a technical boob, mm-hmm. it's so much easier for me to just start and stop and talk into the, talk into the you know, webcam and go, hey, great talking with you. You know, I can say in 30 seconds what I couldn't type in 15 minutes. Right. And, yeah. and more effectively. And then, you know, hey, there's an attachment, here's another video, or here's a free download, or here's a gift, or here's here's a link to that thing I was talking about, or whatever. But it's so much easier, and, and the dynamics of it is so much more interesting. And again, and now I'm building friends. I'm creating friends and relationships that, um, you know, and again, very few people are doing it, especially in this age of easy technology. You know, it used to be $10,000. You you know to just to just to produce some modest level of video result. Now you have a production facility in your uh, in your pocket by way of your smart device. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can edit, you can present, you can and you can broadcast it, and you. Can, I mean, holy cromoly! I mean, it's it's nuts. Yeah, why why wouldn't we use that, right? Exactly, exactly. Huh. 
and I, I'm having to, to learn this stuff, mind you, but because of my natural predisposition for relationships. Um, if you're familiar with it, it's a personality study system called DISC, D-I-S-C. Yes. Uh, and it's a personality assessment. And, and I'm a super nuclear I, which only means in, in disc, disc language, I'm an influencer. But it only, what it really means is I'm a party looking for a place to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm a super social guy. Um, and so anything I can do to get together to talk with somebody like you or to connect with somebody on a more personal level, like I say, I'll fly to Chicago. I don't care. Um, <laughs> you know, that's just my wiring. Yeah. Not everybody's wired that way, mind you. But, uh, you know, and I try to serve people where they are. Like, for instance, if, you know, if you're more laid back kind of guy, I don't go, hey, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I try to meet them where they are and serve them because it's their language. I try to meet them and serve them at their language level. But because I have this natural wiring, uh, any excuse for me to, to get together with people, and even if that's digitally, I'm happy to serve that way. Awesome. Wow. Uh, so, Dean, we're uh, we're coming up to the uh, the end of the episode here. Sure. And uh, this is where I just have you recommend a few things. Uh, so, first off, I'd like you to recommend a resource that you always use to our listeners. And this could be anything from an iPhone app to something like a prop list for your show. Hmm. Um, sure. I'll actually tell you a couple ones. I love... Uh, an online tool called Animoto, A-N-I-M-O-T-O, Animoto.com. This is a great tool for creating professional-looking video presentations Hmm. with no no technical wherewithal experience and skill whatsoever. So if you can hit a button that says upload your picture here or grab it off the internet or wherever you want to grab it or move your video from here to here, upload it. Um, just like you would upload a picture onto Facebook or anything else. If you can upload a few things or give the unique URL for where it is and it'll, it'll then compile it. It'll edit it for you. It's not really an editing tool. It's more of a compiling tool, but it's free. Um, uh, there's a free level. I should say you can make as many free 30 second videos as you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, on their dime. And for, get this, it's very expensive, and I know most people won't be able to afford this for $35 a year. <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> Gasp. Uh, and that's just one. There are other tools like that. I just happen to like that that particular tool, animoto.com. We can put it in the link resource below. Absolutely. Uh, and, um, I, you know, no affiliate links or anything like that. Just, mm-hmm. uh, just, a, just a cool little tool. And it's a great way to create, you know, it was, the tale is it was created by Hollywood editors and it edits, does all this stuff based on the music that you use. So if you have a fast paced music, the, these wipes and moves and transitions and things like that will go according to music. So the music is going dum, 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 dum. So, so the slides, they're going dum, 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 and they're moving off and around and, you know, it's very cool. Yeah. Uh, if you just go there, you'll see all the samples and examples based on slow music or fast music. And it does, you just literally grab them and you put them in the order you want. And you can add text and it does all these cool little text things. And you can add pictures so you don't have to even have video. You can just take, for instance, this is very cool. So, <clears throat> again, that video strategy. You just did a in-home happy child's birthday party and they're, they're, everybody's excited and ignited. And... So you take the pictures from the, from, you know, just still pictures from your digital camera or phone. Mm -hmm. 
that somebody took and say, hey, send it to me. I'll send you a real fun little gift. You go up this Animoto thing and you put in all these different videos and it makes this really cool, interactive, you know, sweeping and very slick looking uh, video. And then you send it to the moms uh, as, a, as a simple thank you, as a digital thank you for having you in their living room, trusting them with their family. Who's doing that? You are, sir, and and now hopefully a bunch of my listeners, me myself included, <laughs> right, right, and it's a free tool for thirty seconds. You don't have to do a whole. You, if you need a minute for free, you can even do two thirty second stops and go up onto YouTube for free and edit them together for free on YouTube. YouTube has its own editor. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. you know that that's uh, even something you can use in conjunction when you're uh, sending personalized videos to exactly to your your clients to uh, to your friends, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. How much how much better is a customized video that says thank you for having me at your event, whatever it is, or thank you for picking up the phone and thinking about me for your next event, mm -hmm. than you know again an email that says hey thanks for here check out my links you know. Buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. Yeah, and and even a, a thank you note. Right. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. So uh, I'd like you now to also recommend uh, two books, one performance-specific book and one outside the performance realm, like a business or a self-development book. Sure. Uh, well, I would say the hmm, – I would say the best book, and I think if you breathe, you need to read this book, mm -hmm. Influence – the uh, the art of persuasion by Dr. Robert Cialdini, and and don't ask me to spell it. We'll just put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and he's got a lot of free tools and resources because he understands this idea of VIP value, impact, then profit. So uh, you can go there and get all kinds of cool free tools. But everybody should read this book. It's a super simple read, and it's a it's a study of social science. What motivates? What what persuades ethically? What persuades people to do what you want them to do with all ethics and integrity? So, um, so that's a great book. Great book. If you really want to get more out of life, out of communication with your with your at home, at work, uh, any place you ever hope to have any any influence and persuasion, then you want to you you must read this book. And it's a super easy read because it's a bunch of short stories about why these seven six principles of influence and persuasion work all the time. Mm -hmm. And so they're they're really stories. So even for guys, and I hate to break it down, but I understand the plumbing and wiring thing. Typically guys aren't as good readers. Uh and forgive me forgive me if you are a great reader and you're and you're a gentleman. That's perfect. But uh this is really good bite sizable, easy to intake kind of book and will have a profound impact on your on your life. Perfect. Yeah. And that was uh you said Dr. Cialdini? Dr. Dr. Robert Cialdini. Robert Cialdini. All yeah. right. Yeah. And uh did you have a uh biz or a um yeah, a I performance would say specific book? It's, it's uh I'm I'm kind of toying between Ken Weber's uh, Maximum Entertainment mm -hmm. and Joel Bauer's uh Get Anything You Want from Anybody You you know, <laughs> his persuasion book. Right. Um, the only reason I say the Ken Weber book because and not the only reason it's a great book i Absolutely. think it's a must read if you breathe read, watch it you know read it um but because joel's book wasn't written as a performer centric book but it has lots of magic insights it uses magic as as transformational mechanisms mm -hmm. which is which are simple visual perf 
persuasion and communication tools. So I would I would recommend Joel's book, uh, How to Persuade People When They Don't Want to Be Persuaded and Get What You Want Every Time. Absolutely. And which is, yeah, kind of a misleading title because it sounds like there's manipulation involved. <laughs> but honestly, once you read the book, it's really about serving people and helping get, get what they want. But he had to sell books too. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so that's hence the sexy title. Yeah, and I believe uh, uh, unlike Hustle Hustle, uh, uh-huh. th- this other book that you just recommended, this one is readily available, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, wildly and readily available. <laughs> Uh, yes, um, it was uh, it was a uh, best selling book, and you can probably find it Barnes and Noble or or any one of those. You might even be able to find you know if you go to Amazon, they have a used category. You can find that. Or mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if Joel keeps any in stock, but man, yeah, just go to Amazon. You probably find your best deal there anyway. You might even be able to download it onto your Kindle. Yeah, I don't know if it's available on Kindle. I, it should be. Uh, <laughs> it should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really should. Be. I find I find you know I read more if it's a physical book. Mm-hmm. That's just for me. I read a lot on the on the internet, which yeah. is probably I enjoy a good physical book every once in a while too. So yeah, absolutely. I've been sure. uh, reading books via the the uh, the highway via audiobook in my car. That's right. That's right. So yeah. That so you're you're also a road scholar. Indeed, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, university so- of book. Yeah, uh, uh, a quick uh, note to our listeners, links yep. to these resources will be provided in the show notes, which you'll be able to find at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash Dean Hankey, D-E-A-N-H-A-N-K-E-Y, and that will also include a download link to the uh, success survey uh, free PDF that he mentioned about right. 15 minutes ago. Sure. All right. Sure. Yep. Uh, I'd like you to do one more thing for us, Dean. I'd like you to just give a piece of parting advice to our listeners and then tell us where we can find you online, plug your services, plug any products that you'd like to put out there as well. Okay. Um, well, I would say, uh, and this is going to sound a little bit selfish, but it is just a page from my life's book. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And that is be mentored and mentor. And both are incredibly important because if you're just learning and you're not passing along the insights and information and knowledge that you learn, like you're doing here, Chris, with this with this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So be of value to others, but always be 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 in the learning process. Always be growing. And when I say mentor, don't don't necessarily have to have a personal mentor, although although. You know, a mentor will certainly bring to life things that a book may not be able to bring to life for you because as a as a coach or a mentor, you know, people can then say, hey, this is how that insight, that information applies to you in your situation and make those fine distinctions and subtleties. It's like uh, the story of David and the marble uh, and Michelangelo say, you know, he's got this big old thing. And when asked, he said, what are you doing? They say carving a statue. He says, no, I'm revealing David. I'm cutting away everything in this marble that is not David. So your your job is to sort of chisel away all the stuff that's not where you want to be. And, and a mentor will do that. And then most importantly, uh, being mentored, but mentor, help other people. And I would say, even if you really want to amplify learning experience, teach what you've learned within 24 hours to somebody else. So like, for instance, from this podcast, take something from what you learned here today yeah. And turn around and share it with somebody else in as much detail as you can. And I'll tell you why. 
it'll get into your soul and into your heart and into your business in no other way than just learning it, consuming it, not doing anything with it. Wow. Right? Yeah. So this, that'll do one, teach one, or uh, learn one, do one, teach one. Right? So you're learning, then you do it, then you teach it, and you will learn because you've done it. You know, and it's actually one of six, one of the six laws of persuasion called commitment to consistency. Because you did this thing, your psychology, your, your brain has to come in alignment with what you just did. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, so yeah, so teach it, learn something and then teach somebody else. And again, whether it's over lunch or over the internet or over the phone or however you do it, but the better you get at teaching people, whatever you just learned, Hey, I, you know, I just, I'm reading, uh, finding happiness by Tony Shu, the uh, former CEO of Zappos. Brilliant book, brilliant book. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, he talks about having a cultural handbook. You know, what does your business, what does your company, what does your life, you know, what, what, does, it, what does that look like? And, and, you know, write that out. What do I stand for? What do I believe in? What do I stand against? This is for your own internal insight, mm -hmm. right? So, but then all of a sudden, once you have these things and you really have defined and recognized those things, then you know, hey, what gigs are right for me or what audiences I really want to reach out to instead of just trying to be all things to all people, which usually means no things to no people, right? We've heard that generalization before, mm -hmm. you know, being, being a performer for all occasions usually means being a performer for no occasions because you're not specific enough. People don't know how to use you if you're that general, Yeah, you know, so um anyway so you know so create a little this this cultural this cultural playbook for yourself so hey this is what i stand for i stand for adding value generating impact that produces profit for me and others i stand for helping people get more of what they want need desire and deserve and i i stand for whatever it is my core values are my business practices are and all these things now you've got them there and you can say you know what? Doing birthday parties—that's really not my bag. That's not what yeah. I was wired to do. Or, or maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe it. Maybe it goes. Wow, I'm really not an adult performer. I really am a committed kids professional. And then you get to amp that up. And, you know, so it's a really defining thing. And again, I'm just applying what I just learned. Um, I learned it more than 24 hours ago. I learned like that last week, but still, the principle applies. Yeah, it's it's fresh in your mind. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. So uh, finally, just uh, uh, tell us where we can find you online and mm -hmm. uh, tell us about any products you might have. Sure. Well, I've got, unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, I have thousands of personal business development products. <laughs> so um, so let's dang. just say, uh, yeah, dang, I know I hate it when that happens. Um, and uh, the nice thing is uh, I also have, because I believe in this VIP lifestyle, this value, impact, profit lifestyle, so create value first. That generates impact that then ultimately produces profit. Mm -hmm. So um, let's just share. Uh, I have a private group, closed door group on Facebook called The Dean's List, Your University of Success. Um, so let's just share that link with uh, your listeners on, uh, on, on the, in the show notes below. Yep. And if you're interested in one, you know, I'm constantly sharing strategies and insights. And that's why I pour my heart and my soul and my hard drive into those kinds of groups. Uh, so, you know, and it's free. There's no, uh, I don't hit you up for anything. 
occasionally I'll mention something that I'm launching or that I have available, but you know, it's, it's never, it's a, because I'm a service mindset instead of a sales mindset. Mm -hmm. So I just say, Hey, here's a couple of cool things you guys get for free because you're members. Um, but you know, if you know anybody or if you want the, the full package here, go grab it. So, um, and the one thing I just did launch just, Oh, I don't know, a week, a week or two ago, sort of quiet private launch to members in my personal list. Uh, and I made one or two mentions on Facebook, uh, click, but marketing.com click, but C L I C K click like the mouse click, yep. click, but marketing.com. And it's just a really cool, simple graphic resource toolkit that allows you to have professional looking persuasive print mechanisms that you can use online, offline for your cards, your flyers, your posters, your book covers, your report information, whatever it is you want to do to look professional to the people that you serve, support, and encourage as a professional performer, presenter, solutions provider. Um, and it's highly templatized. So even if you have no graphic skills whatsoever, these were professionally designed templates. All you do is click on a box, fill in a little bit of copy there, a little bit of template, and maybe stick a picture of your you know, kids show there or your corporate event there. And, you know, and you've got this really cool professional looking marketing piece with no skills whatsoever, all in word. Nice. So you don't even have to have no Photoshop or any design program. It's something uh, you know already. Yeah. Yep. So just, yep. hey, if that's a value, check it out. Uh, no big deal. Um, but more importantly, come, come join us at the Dean's List, your University of Success is 100% free, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's all tip-driven. So I'm constantly sharing insights. I shared a couple of things today about um, uh, about making mistakes and how you can learn from those and um, and how it made a difference in quality of my business and, you know, stuff like that. So with uh, links to resources, tons and tons and tons of resources – you know, imagine having literally all this cool royalty-free music that you can use for your webcasts or your podcasts or your live shows or for your marketing videos or for anything like that. There's all kinds of resources like that in there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, awesome. And I, I'm, uh, I'm going to take this a step further. Uh, sure. I'm going to uh, actually create a link uh, for the Dean's List Facebook group. You'll be able to find that at successful successfulperformercast.com slash the Dean's List. Oh, nice. So that, that'll make it really easy for you guys to get there. Okay. And, uh, you see what I did there, Dean? <laughs> you are a man. You are a man. See, that there it is, that 24-hour turnaround, teach it, mm -hmm. preach it, baby. Awesome. <laughs> so, Dean, you've shared all kinds of great information that our listeners can use to help grow their performance businesses. Thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing your experience. Pleasure is absolutely mine. I'm, this is this is my passion. I I love doing this. I'm 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 a teacher from the word go. So I love helping and serving and and uh, hope there was some value to folks. Hey, and it certainly shows. And there is certainly some value here. <laughs> Great, cool, awesome. Have a wonderful evening. All right, thank you so much. Hey guys, this is Chris Shepard, your host, signing out. I just wanted to remind you of a couple of things here. Don't forget to visit the show notes page for this episode at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash Dean Hankey for the special added value items that Dean will be putting there uh, for just for you guys. Uh, be sure to visit our Facebook group and interact there.
You can find that at successfulperformercast.com slash fbgroup. And also don't forget to check out that free PDF show booking and debrief form. And you can find that at successfulperformercast.com slash booking sheet. And also if there's any way that, I, that you think I can improve the show or anything uh, you would like to see in the future or anybody you'd like me to you know, try and get on the show as a guest, uh, just shoot me an email at ks at successfulperformercast.com. Now, go out there and make your dreams happen. Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers set forth upon this continent a new nation and conceived in liberty that all men were created equal except in California and Nevada. <laughs>